1: Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. Brian Semling is an experienced entrepreneur with over 25 years in business. He is the founder and CEO of Blitz Innovation. He has built several brands such as Brian's Toys, a collectible toy business, to several Amazon FBA brands like Strictly Bricks and Clever Creations. His latest adventure is Rovox, a modern athleisure footwear brand which can be found at rovoxfootwear.com. On the podcast, Brian will talk with other entrepreneurs and social media influencers about their entrepreneurial journey, from what it takes to start and run a business to how they may continue to grow their brands. And where they see themselves in their businesses in the future. And now, here's your host, Brian Semling. Welcome to the Fit for Success podcast. This is Brian Semling. Today, our guest is Courtney North, the founder of Don't Fit In. Welcome, Courtney.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
1: So, Courtney, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, and how it got started.
0: Yeah. um, My name is Courtney North. I am the co-founder of Don't Fit In, which is a community and a brand that my six-year-old son and I started to spread a message of self-love. Our mission is to inspire others to continually grow and embrace their true authentic self, um, ultimately creating a world where everyone belongs. So we just felt strongly about sharing our message and um, started that in 2020, early 2020. um, And kind of launched it from there.
1: Super neat. So I just got to ask, as you said, early 2020, was that before or after COVID?
0: After. Okay.
1: (laughs) Did that contribute because you were at home and it made it easier or not? Maybe something that you were going to do anyways, and it just sort of didn't affect it.
0: Yeah. I have always wanted to um, write a children's book and um, that's kind of where this all stemmed from. But um, when I was home and with my son more, we talked about it a lot more. And so it just kind of became more exciting. And I was writing down more than I was prior and just kind of taking notes and slowly started to write everything um, in that time. So I kind of had a lot more time to do it because I I had a full-time job. So it wasn't easy to put time into that earlier, but
1: so you already had wanted to do it, but it kind of provided you, um, maybe a time and escape to focus on it a little bit more. So that's kind of, that's, uh, good and, uh, productive. I've talked to a few other people who kind of shifted years or maybe they, uh, got to focus on something that was longer term and they just hadn't been able to get to it in their normal day to day. So it's good to, mm-hmm. able to kind of make a, make some lemonade out of lemons out of that. So that's, uh, that's fantastic. So tell yeah, me exactly. a little bit more about the role that your son played, uh, in starting your business.
0: So I am really passionate about just teaching him to be himself. Um, he is just funny and quirky and um, I, I love him, <laughs> everything about him. I'm biased, though. but I just really kind of was trying to instill that in him from a young age and just try to teach him to be comfortable with who he is. And actually we talk about it all the time. And before he goes to bed, we always have conversations about that specifically, like just him being confident um, in himself and learning to love himself and those types of things. So it kind of was interesting. It came full circle when he basically came um, to me and was like, why don't we share this with other kids? And I was like, Oh, I like, I didn't really think of that. And in the means, in that time frame, we were actually in the middle of writing my children's book that is now launched. And I was like, we should share this message. Like this yeah. is an important message. So he gave me the idea to-, to do
1: that. Basically. It was kind of like yes. two ideas that got the book and this idea kind of got connected by him basically.
0: Basically. Yeah. yeah. He's the genius behind it all. So
1: take a minute to clarify for us. Uh, tell us uh, the name of your book and about your book a little bit, and then how that relates to um, your current overall business.
0: Yeah. So it's called Beans in Peace, Find Their Happy Place. It's actually a story about an alien and his pet peace that live on Saturn. Um, it's kind of like a fun adventure of him traveling the solar system to find out where he belongs, ultimately finding out that he was where he was supposed to be all along. Um, it's a message of self-love um, self-acceptance and just accepting others differences as well. Um, and that kind of the meaning behind our brand in general. So we sell clothing and just, I guess created a community behind all of this and just share that message um with everyone with the book and the clothing
1: are there uh are there more books coming or is there uh is is it going to be part of a series perhaps or not sure at this point or not maybe it's just it is a standalone and there won't be more
0: i hope so i actually have another book written right now um I, it's not like fully done, but I would love to continue this on the, the characters in this book I love. And I think it would be fun to just have more stories with the same characters, basically.
1: Cool. So shifting gears, what are some of the challenges that you face as an entrepreneur?
0: Um, I think first and foremost, just learning, um, all of the things. <laughs> I think you don't realize how much you actually have to do and have to put into it at the beginning especially. I mean, you're doing all the online stuff, you're create doing, doing a creative piece and um, everything in between. So, I think just realistically the amount that you actually have to put into it as an entrepreneur and you play a big role in that, especially starting off on your own, you don't have you know, a ton of help unless you hire out, of course, but by yourself, it's just, it's a lot. Um, And I think also for me, I'm an introvert. So putting myself out there and building a community and building connections, supporting other brands and like hosting events and all of those types of things play a big part into building your brand and your business. And that was hard for me because I'm not typically I don't typically put myself out there. And so I had to um, push myself out of that comfort zone in order to excel further in this.
1: Yes, you have to market your own brand and and to a large extent, uh, be the face of your own brand, and that you weren't particularly comfortable with um, just by your that, that isn't your your second nature isn't to do that you had to kind of step out of your comfort zone, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, it was definitely uncomfortable for me and, um, still kind of is like, there are certain things that I'm, I get super nervous about and I'm not great at reaching out to people and, um, starting conversations, um, just in a public setting. Um, so I really have to kind of push myself to do that or even just to hop on Instagram and show my face. I'm not, I'm not great at, and I need to be better at, but, um, yeah, it's just, it, it's been uncomfortable, but it's been good. I've learned a lot yeah. from, from doing that, so.
1: Yeah, you got out of your comfort zone and, and made it work, basically. And there's, I think there's so many different aspects of, you know, when you start a business that there's going to be a number of them that you're naturally good at. And that's kind of why you're passionate and you're starting in the first place. Mm-hmm. But nobody is good at every aspect of uh, a business. And so you, there's, you're going to ha- almost everybody's going to have to stretch in different areas, basically, to, to make it work, particularly if you aren't able to hire out other people, you know, from the beginning, which is pretty common, right? Because it costs yes. money and, uh, and you maybe don't even have the context of who is going to help you in some of those areas of need right away. So mm-hmm. what were some of the mistakes that you've made as an entrepreneur?
0: I think um, at first, probably social media. I wasn't great at being consistent. Um and posting often and engaging with others. Like I, I wasn't very educated in, in that, um, and learned very quickly that I needed to kind of step on the gas a little bit more and put myself out there. And, um, also I think, um, I guess like this, knowing the balance between sales being salesy and also, um, just, giving people something or, um, building that connection in a way of not asking for someone to buy something from you. Kind of, I guess I would say I would just post to be like, here's our new product or here's my new book, but it wasn't ever, um, engaging with a lot of people and is learning to really build that community and the people that do support you and love you. Um, giving them more and not trying to reach out for all the other people that aren't following you. Um, kind of, so I think social media in general has, uh, it's been a big learning curve, but yeah. I feel like I'm getting the hang of it now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think I heard what you say was, well, you're certainly always trying to grow all businesses are, and you're trying to grow your audience, grow your readership, et cetera, et cetera, grow your revenue. Um, but you also have to, um, stay focused maybe as maybe more so than on growth is staying engaged and having the pulse of your current audience and not um, not taking that for granted as you also are trying to grow basically kind of keeping that front and center and um, hopefully the growth to some extent takes care of itself as you um, engage and um, and take care of the ones who are right in front of you basically
0: Mm -hmm. yes exactly like posting. Um, or providing content with your current audience and giving to them, serving them and their needs versus trying to reach out to the people that aren't actually following you is a big thing. I just think
1: um,
0: putting more into them is huge.
1: When I think that you're onto something there, which is if you can focus more on that bond and that connection that you naturally already have, you're gonna get more you're gonna grow that way instead of chasing after growth just be you know focusing on kind of that authenticity and the relationship that you have can um there's a reason why those people are interested in you basically and if you're focusing on where they're at then naturally more people are going to find you who are in that similar uh that similar place basically where they're they're seeing the the same value um, in your work and your message. So so. shifting gears, what companies or entrepreneurs inspire you?
0: Um, I am really into the Skinny Confidential. Do you know them?
1: Skinny Confidential. I don't think so. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. Lauren um, Bostic, she has a podcast and she has kind of created her own product. But she just did unapologetically unapolog- herself. And I absolutely love their podcast. So I think she's probably a big one that really inspires me and teaches me a
1: lot. Good. Uh, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about owning a business?
0: I think um, that it's all, I think people think that it's fun and a mostly fun and just entertainment or like, especially if, if you're doing it on the side, if you work full time, it's just kind of like a hobby or something. And I think really you're, you put so much time and effort and it's like your baby and you're taking care of it and helping it grow. And I don't think people recognize that it takes a lot of work to even get noticed by people and to start building that following and community, and um, just really how much you put into it day to day. I think how much
1: work goes in behind the scenes is kind of uh, maybe unknown or unappreciated, basically, because so much of it isn't in the public spotlight or a specific product. Yeah, that's a good. Um, that's a good point.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: how do you incorporate living a healthy lifestyle uh, and fitness into your life?
0: That that is huge for me. I think that uh, not only I don't not only do that for myself, I do that for my son and be a good example to him. I'm a big believer in um, doing not saying so I don't want to be the person to tell my son to do this to take care of himself or teach them about all these self-care things, but I'm not actually acting on them and doing them myself. So I think being genuine about what you're teaching your kids is important and being a good example. Um, So I've done that from the beginning of, of, I guess before I had him, but afterwards it was even more so um, taking time to take care of myself. And now I'm to the point where I can't like, I can't not work out every day. Um, and take care of myself. I have a lot of stress and anxiety, and that's one of the things that really relieves that. So it's a huge part of my day and taking time for yourself is really important. Um, so I've always just made that a priority. It's been in the calendar. It it doesn't, nothing kind of overtakes that. And I've just learned having a child makes that hard. Um, and having a business makes that hard. But I think just making sure you're making time every single day for you is really, really important.
1: Yeah. I think that's a wise choice in terms of, um, you know, working out health fitness exercise, because, um, if you sacrifice there, kind of everything else is probably not going to be in its best, uh, shape eventually. Right. Like you might be able to cut corners for a while, but not, uh, Not forever. Now, does does your son uh, work out with you at all or you do your workouts kind of as a example and he just, you know, he goes out and plays like other kids? Or is there anything, any connection there that, um, um, like you said, you try to be a good role model for him in that um, in that regards?
0: We actually worked out a lot together during the pandemic when we were home more. Um, That was when he started doing it more and he loves it. Um, right now he's very, he's very social, um, very into his friends. So I don't think he's fully paying attention to everything that I'm doing at this point, but he plays hockey, football, and basketball. Um, so he's very athletic and in sport and he knows that that is just an important thing to do to be active. And I think he's known from a young age, just because I always have worked out and made it a priority.
1: Rovox, where fashion meets fitness. I'll share a little bit of my background with uh, my daughter. Sonia is 14 and Eric is 11. Okay. And so I ran uh, cross-country and track in junior high and high school um, back in the, the 90s. And I didn't... I've always stayed... I think like you I mean kind of kept it as like a deal I've always had a fitness routine kind of stayed in shape basically Um, but it wasn't really a passion it was it was in high school and then it was for kind of the next 20 years I was just staying in you know just kind of doing elliptical and push-ups sit-ups different types of exercises to keep um, keep healthy but about three and a half years ago Eric Sony and I started running together and that was naturally what I did, like I said, back in high school. And it kind of started as like a walk jog organically. It wasn't even really planned. I had uh, I had a, a tie and a colored shirt on and some, you know, not running shoes basically. And so we're out walking and one day it just kind of happened organically. And we started each day like kind of, or maybe every other day, you know, walk jogging it turned into running eventually. And we did that for, we'd run three, four days a week. And then my daughter uh, got into seventh grade the next year and she took cross country running and um, has done very well with it. And then, and my son is, has done it as well. And now we're at the point kind of fast forward three years where, you know, they're doing, it's kind of, it's, it's their, it's their big thing, basically, particularly as far as sports go. And so, uh, you know, Sonia was just uh, won the section meet her, you know, her team went to state uh, Eric ran uh, with the Lutheran School League and won the national meet, actually, for sixth grade and under in the in that. And he's like, mm-hmm. Eric, you can't even stop, basically. Like, he just wants to run, like, every day. And he wants to do, like, hard workouts every day. And I'm like, dude, we got to, like – at least for me, I got to – you know, the, the prescription is generally, like, do a recovery. You got to have, like, an easy day, and then you do a hard day. And you, you can only yeah. do, like, a couple hard workouts a week. And he always wants to go further and harder. And, and like, for the most part, it's just work for him. Like, he just keeps – getting better, but eventually you do need some rest and I definitely need some rest or I can't keep going. You know, you, as a, as an adult, you're, you know, you're, you're sore for a couple of days after a hard workout. But yeah, so I just thought I would share that example, but that's just where, um, I kind of got back into running and we've just, we just kind of do it together. I coach their, um, their middle school, high school teams basically. So we have something that we do together every day. And, um, Uh, Yeah, it's been a lot of, a lot of fun. So I think it's definitely important to like keep active and also like you're saying to to be not only for like you and your, your uh, son to be active. Right. And if you're active, it kind of is one of those things where like once I started doing it, it was almost like, at least for me it was kind of second nature that they kind of wanted to do it with me not maybe not every day at first like at first it was really hard first couple weeks of running is like is not a natural experience for anybody basically Uh, but once you get through the first couple weeks it's like oh this is I won't say easy but it gets easier and it gets fun and now you can challenge yourself and you get better so all right well um, good deal so just uh, kind of shifting gears back um, uh, to you so where do you see yourself in 10 years, uh, professionally and, uh, personally? So you've just gotten started here in the last year with, uh, um, uh, you know, with your business. So if you look out, that's a long ways, uh, relative to how, uh, you know, how, how long ago you started, but where mm-hmm. might you see yourself in 10 years?
0: I hope to have written a couple mo- more books by then. Um, Writing this children's book has been such an amazing experience. It is my first one. So um, there was a lot to learn in all of that launching a book. So um, now that I have that under my belt, I definitely am more um, motivated to write more and hopefully make that part of my future. Um, Also, this company really, I, um, I love just spreading this message. And, um, one of the biggest things that I have done within creating this company is highlight children, um, who are different. So for example, um, one of the children, what, uh, what had dwarfism and he designed his own shirt and we launched it. And it was just kind of more to spread the message of, Um, educate others on dwarfism and allow people to learn more about other differences. And we also did one on autism and he designed his own shirt as well. And for me, that was such an amazing experience because I learned a lot as well. Um, And just to see these kids create their own Um, creation and share it with the world was really cool. And so that's one of the things I hope to do more of. I think a lot of people, especially children, you know, you're just around your friends and that's who you know. So if there are, um, people that have autism or dwarfism or any other thing. And sometimes people aren't exposed to that. And so it is um, different to them later on. So I think it's just been super cool to just spread that with the world and educate others. And so I really hope to do a lot more of that. I love, I have absolutely loved working with those kids and um, it's just been really neat. So I hope to do a lot more of that. And just hopefully have my company in a comfortable space by then, and really just continue to spread this message.
1: Yeah, it's a really um, it's uh, it's great that it uh, you know what you're doing um, directly impacts um, these you know different kids and not just kids, right? I mean, people um, you know parents, adults, everybody too. So. Um, That's a a great reinforcement. So as you build your business and your brand, you're directly helping, um, you know, helping kids at the same time, basically. So that really, that's really neat and it's got to make it, um, you know, very rewarding basically to kind of, and it sounds like to some extent to see the, the results uh, with some of these firsthand, like you said, the couple kids that you described where they um, sound like they really appreciated the 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 working together the experience that um that you described so
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i think it's really given them an opportunity to shine and um i've interviewed both of them and shared the interview on my social media so um you just can learn about more about who they are and everything so i think it's just been really cool for them to be spotlighted and just for a chance to shine
1: yeah um in what ways do you find it uh, hard to balance between uh, owning a business and your personal life? You talked about how much work it is and that uh, that makes sense certainly to anybody who has started and owns a business. Um, and like you said, maybe not everybody realizes that. But yeah, so how? Um, what were... Uh, you know, what Yeah, what, what were some of those difficulties, I guess, or how, uh, you know, how did you manage, how do you manage that? Cause it's kind of an ongoing challenge, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. I think sometimes I feel comfortable and I feel balanced and sometimes I absolutely do not. And that still changes day to day. So it is the learning curve for me. Social media is a big one. I'm not big on social media and um, I guess having to keep up with an algorithm to where people are able to see you and um, you don't just disappear has been difficult for me because there are times where I really like to get off of social media and not be on it. I need a break for my mental well being. And so that's not always easy to do when you have a business. Um, but I think just even a day or two, um, in between, I have been able to do that every so often, Uh, maybe like one or two days in a month. I just like block off and say, you know, absolutely no social media just to be able to take a real break from it. Um, I would absolutely like to take longer breaks from it (laughs) if I could, but running a business, I feel like you really have to keep up with that algorithm and make sure, um, you're kind of, just staying relevant and people are seeing your content. So that probably is the biggest struggle for me um because I find I just find it a lot easier in my life to be able to take breaks and be able to focus on my home life and my family and myself and those types of things without being distracted by a phone and when you run a business I think your phone is always in your hands yeah. because you're running all sorts of things and you're designing and you're creating content and everything else. So um, I think just making time and putting, uh, putting it on the calendar for me is huge. Just saying I'm blocking this day off and I'm not getting on my phone or whatever it might be um, just to be able to kind of regroup and fill Good the next day and re-energized for it. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely not great at it, um, and it does have a lot of ups and downs. But I have been able to figure out a little bit and how to balance it more and more.
1: Yeah, to keep the business going and also to keep yourself um, rested to the point that you're uh, able to be recharged and. And uh, plow forward basically so exactly Mm -hmm. um, do you have any questions for me uh, anything that you would uh, like any input or advice on now I've got uh, very different business experience on the one hand but um, but quite a bit of consumer um, product online sales um, experience so if there's anything that you want to ask me um, feel free to to go ahead
0: yeah absolutely Um and I I love your experience and your background. Um, I would love to know more as how you put yourself out there and got um, recognized by and was able to make the sales that you have made.
1: Well, is your question to the very beginning? How did I start uh, to put myself out there? Would that be your question? Yes.
0: Sorry. (laughs) So let's
1: go back to uh, when I I started my first business, Brian's Toys, buying and selling collectible Star Wars toys, uh, back when I was a junior in high school. So it was a hobby, collecting toys was a hobby of mine. And it occurred to me while I was in my junior year of high school that I was working in a grocery store and nothing wrong with that. But I thought maybe I could buy and sell these toys that I collected, but as a business, and maybe I could make more money. So I tried that, and as far as putting myself out there, what did I do? I took ads out, and you know, it would be kind of the online equivalent of like eBay, but at the time was uh, trade publications, magazines for um, uh, collecting toys, as well as um, you know local uh, advertisements and so forth. And so what I did is I, I would advertise to buy. From individuals, uh, toy collections. From so this was in the mid '90s, and I would have been buying toys that would have been from the '70s and early '80s, Star Wars toys primarily. Mm-hmm. And so I would advertise. People would call, they'd fax, they'd email. I would go to trade shows. Um, so I'm I live in Wisconsin, and so Chicago, Illinois would be kind of the the closest. Uh, Or at least was a close large city where there were large uh, conventions or, uh, you know, get togethers, if you will, Mm -hmm. Uh, in the Chicago area, you know, several, uh, you know, maybe to five to 10 times a year. So I would go to these different toy shows or trade shows and um, advertise. And so I would say that. So that was that was it. So I advertised in print. And Mm -hmm. I went to, you know, and and people would call, fax, email, and I would uh, go to trade shows. So I basically went from being basically a public, I'm sorry, a private, uh, you know, collector that not too many people would have known um, in terms of the toy community, toy collecting community, to somebody who was putting themselves out there by spending some money, uh, limited budget obviously at the time, but uh, Mm -hmm. on on ads and and paying for booths at uh, shows and you know buying inventory selling uh lots of products and then just and then just by putting myself out there getting to know you know initially hundreds of people and then i don't know after a year or two thousands of people mm-hmm. so um so it was kind of just getting into the to the game basically so advertising and um you know and and trade shows would be kind of the uh the direct answer i suppose so
0: yeah that's interesting you say that because I I didn't initially um, do events, but um, I started to do a little bit more recently, and I wish that I would have done that from the get-go. Obviously, they cost money to get into or um, host or whatever it might be, but I feel like that is the biggest thing in getting your name out there and also building connections. Um, because I feel like if someone knows you more and knows what you're about and um, they're more supportive of you. Like they, they want to support who if, you are. If so I think that's that what you're
1: saying. Like at a, we were you saying it like a trade show.
0: Yeah. Trade shows and just, um, like little events, even I've like but something I've done... in person,
1: basically like an in-person yes. event. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I think that, um, over the years, the vast majority of people I've done business with, I have never met in person, but I think that there's no question that, you know, you get that, um, whatever the right word is, but there's an extra effect basically when you get to meet somebody, shake their hand, look them in the eye, like just you get to, f- you feel a little bit more like you've gotten to know them. And, and maybe you t- when you tell other people about what you did or who you met, um, it's maybe a little bit more impactful when you, instead of just following, you know, a blog or an email or, you know, or what have you like, Hey, this, I met this person today. And you know, mm-hmm. like it was face to face. So I think there is a, Um, an added dimension or, you know, it's it's just more significant in general for people. Right. So it's, it's more more personal. Um, And it's, and it's, I, I found it also to be like on the one hand, very engaging and lots of fun, but also very demanding. Like the days when I was at these um, trade shows, particularly back in the nineties, they were like, you know, you travel to get there and then it's like full, like 12 to 18 hour days, basically. So you're like, you know, both like, totally on when you're like during the convention and talking to people nonstop. And then you have no downtime and you're like super tired, you sleep really well, you're exhausted. And then you get up the next morning at five 30 or six and you're like, do it all over again, basically. So it's both like, Oh my goodness, that's going to be a lot of work. And then when you're there, it's like, wow, this is, you know, you're, it's like a high, like you just, you know, kind of, it's like a tremendous amount of work and effort. And also I think a reward at the same time. And you get um you 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 get a lot out of it you certainly can so
0: yeah absolutely yeah my
1: parents helped me at those initial trade shows um so like my dad would do the driving down to chicago be like a five-hour drive sometimes you know so it would be like a a team effort basically but it was Mm -hmm. definitely um it was definitely a a lot of work but you know super exciting so all right was there anything that i haven't asked you that uh, you wished i had asked today
0: I don't think so. I think we've covered pretty much everything.
1: So let's just take a minute to have you tell everyone um, how, to, um, how to find you. Where can people get more information on, uh, on your business?
0: Yeah. So I have my website, which is www.don'tfitin.co. And then my Instagram and Facebook are at don'tfitin.co and um, Beans in Peace, Find Their Happy Place is available on Amazon to purchase. So that's pretty much it.
1: (laughs) Well, great. So Courtney, it's been uh, so nice to have you today. And I want to thank you for your time.
0: Yeah, thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. I'm Brian Semling, and this is the Fit for Success podcast.